You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on KPEL965.com. News Talk 96.5 KPEL Burbridge Lafayette. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios. Online at Matthew-James.com. An arrest, an arraignment, and a not guilty plea. I'm Chris Foster of Fox News. That's what we expect from former President Trump today when he's booked on criminal charges in New York City and finds out exactly what those charges are. Fox's Brian Yenis. Once the former president's motorcade arrives from Trump Tower, he'll walk into one of the many entrances here that are being guarded by the NYPD, the New York State Court Police, and we've even seen some Secret Service vehicles. You better believe cameras are stationed at all of the entrances. We expect him to surrender to the DA's office in this building on the seventh floor where he will be processed before being brought to the 15th floor for his 15 to 30 minute hearing. Sources tell Fox he'll face at least 30 charges related to business business fraud centered around hush money payments. A pro-Trump rally planned this hour near the courthouse, including a speech from Georgia House Republican Marjorie Taylor Greene. Today's the runoff election for mayor in Chicago. The candidates are both Democrats. Helen Curry in Afghanistan. Paul Vallis, the former Chicago schools chief and budget chief, uh, has made crime a central issue in his campaign, saying quite uh, famously, the handcuffs need to come off the police. His opponent, Brandon Johnson, former teacher, has said uh, he's backed off his plan to defund the police, but he said more resources need to come into the community, and he wants to pay for that with taxes on the business community as well as on the wealthy in Chicago. Fox business reporter Jeff Flock, current mayor Lori Lightfoot, didn't advance to the runoff. President Biden, in a statement, says he's proud to welcome Finland as the 31st member of the NATO military alliance. It shares an 830-mile border with Russia. Russian President Vladimir Putin had warned against NATO expansion. I'm tempted to say this is maybe the one thing uh, we can thank Mr. Putin for. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, Russia's invasion of Ukraine drove Finland to abandon its neutrality and seek NATO protection. Sweden has applied to join as well. A senior Islamic State military commander is reported killed by a U.S. drone strike in Syria. America's listening to Fox News. When I can't sleep, my mind just races. I think about work, the kids, but I don't think about taking melatonin because I'm afraid I'll feel groggy in the morning. Zequel Pure Z's Gummies has an optimal dose of melatonin for no next day grogginess, so you can fall asleep naturally and wake up feeling refreshed. <sighs> Zequel Pure Z's Gummies for better sleep like never before. And try Pure Z Sleep plus next day energy with melatonin plus extended release B vitamins. Democrats just want to win the next election, and they're trying to do it with ceaseless money printing. Hi, Stephen K. Bannon. It is critical to protect your retirement right now with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To learn more, get a free info kit on gold IRAs by texting the word SHELTER to 989898. There's nothing to buy and no obligation at all. Text the word SHELTER to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. Paid for by Birch Gold Group. It's time to win cash. Get your KPL News apps ready because here's your chance to win up to $30,000. Just enter the following code into your KPL News app where it says win cash and make sure you listen for more codes throughout the day because the more codes you enter, the better your chances. Here is your next code. Your code for this hour is 142. That's 142. Win Cash brought to you by Matthew James Financial wants you to be a winner here on News Talk 96.5 K. Russell, Russell, Russell. 
Hey, Russell Wilson here, and I know how important exercise is. It's essential. It's essential. With Play 60, United Way and the NFL are helping kids stay active and play at least 60 minutes a day. Healthy kids. Healthy kids. But what this place needs is you. To donate or volunteer, go to unitedway.org slash play60. Because great things happen when we live united. Donate. Donate. Are you guys going to do that every time? Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. It's 6.42 p.m. Time for Steve Plato and his son Dylan to do the dishes. They talk about everything from the yuckiness of girls to the awesomeness of his soccer team. Sometimes they don't talk at all. Then, hey, the dreaded <laughs> splash fight. It's dad o'clock, and it's the best time of the day. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Welcome, Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. Terrific Tuesday is on the way. And I appreciate y'all joining us today. Don't forget, you can join us. You can email me always, moon at moongraffon.com. You can also uh, check us out if you want to call in at the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline, 844-766-6607. It's my pleasure to bring you our state treasurer and a guy that says, I want to be the next governor. John Schroeder joins us. John, how you doing, man? I'm awesome, Moon. Can't complain. Well, that's good. There. You know, before I get in a little bit into that, because I do want to talk about the campaign, how you're doing, how people can get in touch with you. One of the things I want to give you a, a big kudos to, John, was when you decided to pull investments out of BlackRock. And I want to thank you. You know, you see what happened with the SBB Bank and all this green new crazy crap that they're making you do. Talk a little bit about why you did that. And I think that was one of the best moves of anybody in our state has ever done is what you deal with that. Well, you know, I, I was at the press club yesterday in Baton Rouge and I was asked about this whole ESG thing. And look, it's still something that the great overwhelming majority of people don't know about. Yep. I mean, that's why I want you to explain it. environmental social governance. Yep. And, and quite frankly, this is something that I had been working on and nobody even knew about it. I, I, I chair uh, the, the State Financial Officers Foundation, which is the treasurer's organization, or at least one of them that I belong to. And this has been something that we've really talked off and on for almost the last five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started It started with the assault, I say assault, the, the push against the banned guns because, you know, guns are committing a lot of crimes. Um, and, and I knew that was a big deal to Louisianians. So I pushed back then. And then this thing just kept kept growing and growing. And, and corporate America has decided that they want to weigh in on state policy. Mm-hmm. And that's what I said, you know, that's the role of the legislature and the governor and the policy makers that are elected by the citizens of the individual states. So, and I, t- I told the press this yesterday, 
because they get all bogged down. But at the end of the day, as state treasurer, the, the, the Constitution gives me the authority to do business with you know whoever we pick. We we bid it out, we negotiate contracts or whatever. And I just decided, why would I do business with banks that don't have the same values as Louisianians? Now, there's a fine line there, Moon, because we've got contracts we have to follow. We've got state bid laws that we have to follow. So sometimes I can do it, and sometimes I can't because the law prevents me from doing it. And then, quite frankly, most people, a lot of people, yeah, it's an issue, but they don't want to lose money. Right, mm-hmm. so it's a, it's a it's a it's a thread of needle, but the the eight hundred million from BlackRock was easy because I was I was able to move that money someplace else and not even know, and nobody would even know it. In fact, we had done it; it had been done probably we had been working on it for eight months before it sort of leaked out, mm-hmm. and that's when I made it public. and And you know what? I'm sort of glad I did. I was just going to go about my business. Because we invest money every day. We we invest almost $16 billion. Well, it's probably less than that because of the market. But, you know, we invest a lot of money. So every day we're making decisions on where, where we should and who we shouldn't. The problem is this. Corporate America has become so woke that you can't hardly find a bank now that isn't participating in one way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you have to pick between the two worst evils. And that's, that's the bond I'm in because I, I, I have uh, a fiduciary responsibility to the state. And uh, so it's a, it's a balance. And, and, and we still have to conduct business. You know, everybody talks about J.P. Morgan Chase. Well, I've been treasurer now on my sixth year, and I'm in a, in a contract year with J.P. Morgan. So I inherited that contract. I guess you can't get rid of them. They, they do billions of dollars worth of business with the state. And you just, it's not easy to go find a bank like that because mm-hmm. when we bid, when we bid out the next banking contract, they literally might be the only ones that are big enough, uh, to, to, um, to bank the state. So that's why I said it's a balance. I want to, I, I want to push where I can push. And other times I just got to sort of take what I can get. Yeah. I, what I, I do follow this in the ESG and the banking business. And uh, this is all tied to global warming, which is between you and me is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I, I believe it's pure communism. And it's gotten into every form of our livelihood. It's trying to get into the, it's getting into the banking. You know that because it's what you deal with. It's dealing with energy. It's dealing with health. I mean, it's just, it's taking a whole thing. And I call it pure communism. Uh, I, I just, I don't think anybody understands what's taking place with that, but you did. And that's why I want to, I want to point that out, John, because, uh, John Schroeder, our state treasurer, I'm talking to, he's uh, running for the governorship right here in Louisiana. Nobody understands it, and I don't mean that ugly. If you don't follow it, you probably don't understand it. And no, what you did, you no, did understand right. it, and you stopped it, and I'm glad you stopped it. Well, yeah, there's no question. If you're not doing it every day, you'd have no idea. Because what really brought this to a head, like I said, this has been going on for, for at least the five-plus years I've been treasurer. Mm-hmm. But what really brought this to head was the invasion of Ukraine. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, we all had a scramble to see, hey, where was our money invested? And, and, and that's, um, and then as you saw more turmoil uh, out there on the horizon, we started looking, and I was instructing my, uh, 
my 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 chief investment officer, hey, pay attention to this, that, and the other. Because look, I'm a I'm a military veteran. I'm a I'm a former military intelligence and CID agent in the army. I know most of this co- the countries. The overwhelming majority of the countries in this world hate the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And when we when when we start after that war, and we were starting to see where uh, some of our money was invested. But also retirement funds move. That's the that's the big mama jana is the, the the billions and trillions of dollars of retirement funds in this country, um, and where pl- companies like Back, uh, BlackRock, where 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 are they pushing monies to be invested? And when we started checking, heck, man, they they're pushing to put us out of the fossil fuel business mm-hmm. in this country, mm-hmm. but they're investing billions of dollars in China and Venezuela. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's up with that? So, I mean, you can't, you can't push, I'm not a box of rocks. You can't push your agenda on, on Louisiana and then turn around and fund the, the, the our biggest enemies in this world. So I understood that and I saw it. And when I talk privately with, with veterans or retirees who are in the system, they get it, but they don't pay attention to that moon. They just, all, and, and I'm not saying this is wrong on their part because they got better things to do. They've worked, they've served sure, the state, sure. they've, they've done their thing. They just want their paycheck once a month. Yeah. You know, so they leave it up to guys like me. So as long as I'm not losing the money, they don't really care. But let me tell you, I, I, one thing I know for sure, they're not willing to lose money to sacrifice, you know, doing business with ABC. So that's a, like I said earlier, I have to thread a needle, but what, what really, what really tipped me on this whole thing was when the invasion of Russia into Ukraine and we had to start and we didn't, we didn't hardly have any money whatsoever in, in, in any funds in Ukraine, but it did make us start paying attention to what was going on in Taiwan and in China and where BlackRock was investing or, or, or brokering money. And it's, I mean, more than half their money or almost half their money moon is outside this country. So if we really only have one, I don't want to get into um, foreign relations, but if we only have one country in this world, and this is from my military background, that I would call a true ally, why would we be invested in any of this money in any of these countries? And and I, I've said this to the retirement boards, that we need to change our habits. And just because we've always done it this way doesn't mean we should. But if we don't start looking at different ways, sort of take an entrepreneurial look at where we invest our money and invest in this state, then who is? And I would tell you, less than one percent of all retirement funds in this state are invested in Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. John Schroeder, he's our state treasurer, wants to be the next governor for the state of Louisiana. You know, John. Uh, I'm gonna move now to the governor's race, but I wanted to bring it up. I just, I, I, I want to, I wanted to thank you for that because I really think it was gigantic, and I do think it's big. But let's talk a little bit about the race. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, just for a second, take a break and come back and talk a little bit more with you, but. Uh, if you you know you've been around, you were legislator, you're state treasurer. You watch things from a distance. You watch things from right there on the front front porch. What are the if you when you tell people and you go around talking to people about running for governor, and we can get in more detail after. But what are three or four things? Because I, I really believe the next governor needs to make three or four big changes, and they can't be everything over the next ten and twenty years. Some of them's got to happen now. 
What would you think three or four things that we just have to change in the state? You want to know that now? Or you're coming back. No, 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 no. Go ahead and start. We'll take a break. Give me one, okay. and then we'll take a break. And I'll come back and we'll talk. Well, well, Moon, you know this in your own business, and, and look, I talk a lot about running the state like a business, and and uh, you know, I used to say that some when I was on appropriations committee and this, that, and the other. But now that I've got to run a department, and I see what my lane is, what I can and can't do. And and then I see the silliness like the procurement system and 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 how much cash we still handle in the state. And I'm not saying I'm anti-cash, but we're not efficient in very many things. So, uh, you know, in my six years treasurer now, from a business perspective, um, we need to operate more efficiently, and and we we don't take care of the the basic things that we provide to you as a taxpayer as Louisiana as a state. Uh, and, you know, I get more phone calls. So this is not a shot at any individual, but the reality is I probably get more phone calls about the Department of Revenue and uh, DMV than I do in unclaimed property. I mean, at, at the Treasury. So I, I, I think I think we have to have a CEO-type person to, to make sure that the, the services and the things that we do as a state government that we excel at, because what I see as, when I talk to people across the state, moon, ain't nobody believes it's fixable. Nobody believes that government can be efficient. I mean, people have totally lost faith and trust in government, and it's pretty sad. Yeah. All right, so let me take a break. Let me take a break. What, no, yeah. take a break. I'll come back. John Schroeder, our state treasurer, wants to be the next governor for the great state of Louisiana. We'll join John on the flip on the backside of the next or the break. We'll be back. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show. Shreveport or Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you know, and you haven't checked out Superior Grill and you like good Mexican food, please go to Superior Grill. Go check them out. You're going to enjoy everybody that I've sent there and really enjoy the great taste of Superior Grill. They love the food. It's a big menu. It's a lot of different things you can pull out from the enchiladas to the fajitas to the tacos to the quesadillas to the steak to the hamburgers. They do it all at Superior Grill and that salsa and that queso is all so good. All you got to do is find a way to, to Shreveport, New Orleans, or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But hey, if you're home, and you're in, the, in those areas and you want to cater and, and, and people like that, they cater. They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue in Shreveport, Government Street and Holland Road in Baton Rouge and St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So, hey, check them out. If you're headed that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste. Of superior grip. This is Moon Griffon for Billy Thibodeau's Premier RV. Billy T is a fully certified Onan Generator Service Center serving all of Louisiana. Fast service that's done right the first time. Parts, sales, and custom installation. If you own an RV and want the best, an Onan RV generator installed, 
you got to go to Premier RV. Billy T's techs have decades of old name generator experience, and nobody in Louisiana has more. Sometimes your camping adventures take you way out in the woods, or maybe you're tailgating, and the only way to get power is an Onan generator installed correctly from Billy Thibodeau's Premier RV. Take it from me, Moon Graffon. I trust the folks at Premier RV, and so can you. From anywhere in Louisiana, you can call them, 337-233-7494. That's 337-233-7494. Online at BillyT.com. That's BillyT.com. John Wayne Pre- Welcome back. Moon Show. Great to have you with us. John Schroeder, state treasurer on air with us. And uh, John is also running for governor. All right, governor. I mean, <laughs> I already called you governor. Uh, John, one of the uh, things you just mentioned is when you go around, people just lost faith in state government. I think rightfully so at this point. But if you're elected governor, you're going to have to make a restore faith. That's why I was asking, what's three or four things that you feel like you could do that would that could just change what people believe and have a little bit of hope. Yeah, Moon. I want to say this first, and this sounds a little—I uh, don't know—simplistic, uh, maybe cheesy. You know, it's an attitude. I mean, why do you get up every day and go to work, and why do you go work behind the scenes and selling ads and doing all the things that support you to support your show? I mean. You have to go to work every day with an attitude that you're going to fix things and and that uh, you're going to make every day better. I mean, I'm a half glass full guy. I don't care how negative things are. My mindset is I'm going to control the things that I have control over. I'm not going to worry about the things I don't. And just go to work every day with a positive attitude and infect people to work and and and, and improve every day. And it's amazing to me how negative people are. I'm talking people who are uh, well-established leaders who don't believe that 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 anybody's going to go to Baton Rouge and fix anything. And I I can tell you, it is possible uh, to 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 change and move things and improve. Fixing it, I'm not saying I'm fixing anything, but we're going to improve. But obviously, some of the most obvious things we have to do is we have to take care of the industries we have in our state. You know, move. I'm speaking today with with the other candidates at a, at a forum about small business. Basically, you know, in this state, over half our jobs are are affiliated to a small business, um, and small business gets dumped on. The pandemic practically crucified them uh, with very little help. Uh, my wife and I have been in small business our entire adulthoods. We had no, not that we wanted help from the government because. That comes with all kind of problems in itself, but government dumped on small business and, 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 and crucifies a good word during the Holy Week. But we we have to do what we can to help small business and the industries we have in this state currently, because if you don't help those, why in the world would new industry come? 
Uh, crime, obviously, depends on where you go. And I would tell you 90% of the places you go in this state, people are talking about crime, even in rural Louisiana. Um, they've lost faith in, in, in our police and, and law enforcement. And I think that's something that can change very quickly. Um, it just takes leadership. And we're going to have the best state police troop in America. They're going to be well-trained. but They're also going to be uh, very willing to go in and help sheriffs and police departments across this state because we have to take our streets back from these criminals uh, because if we don't we're just we're just done we have three of the worst cities in america when it comes to crime mm -hmm. and when you if you look at the rural statistics uh, on a per capita basis there are we have some rural communities that are every bad bit as bad as baton rouge and new orleans and streetport on a per capita basis mm -hmm. so we have to, we have to, it's an attitude, it's a culture. You know, I have a law enforcement background. Uh, I was an undercover narcotics detective. I, I worked street crimes. And that, you know, unfortunately I lost that career when I was like 29, my retina hemorrhage in my eye. But it's a culture, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a state of mind, it's a mentality that, that the criminal needs to know that these are our streets, our neighborhoods and our communities. If you're gonna commit a crime, Go over to Mississippi, go to Arkansas, but you're not going to do it in Louisiana. But, but Moon, honestly, if we don't address this and, and the governor doesn't, the governor has no authority to, to be a police state or anything of, of that uh, sort. But I do believe that we have some resources. It's about making priorities because if we don't get it addressed, and if we don't attack it from every angle that we can, we will suffer and continue to suffer in this state. We cannot be uh, have three in the top 20 yeah, uh, yeah. cities in America John, and still prosper as a state. John, real quick, because when we get you next time, we, we're gonna, I'm trying to up the road. I want to be more specific on what we need to do. But give people real quick before I let you go, tell people how to get in touch with your campaign if they want to be involved in John Schroeder's campaign for governor. Yeah, very easy. You go to uh, johnshutter.com or just send us an email at info at johnshutter.com, and I get all the emails myself. All right. John, thank you. We'll do it again soon. God bless. Best of luck, too. You're welcome. All right. John Schroeder, state treasurer, running for governor of the great state of Louisiana. We'll take the break. Be right back. know that Acadiana Security Plus is the best local choice for commercial security. But did you also know they are ranked nationally as a top 100 integrator? Acadiana Security Plus is your one-step technology partner, offering integrated intrusion and access control, state-of-the-art cameras with video verification, and mass notification. Their app gives you control from anywhere, so your business is always safe and secure. Call Acadiana Security Plus today at 839-1880. That's 839-1880, or visit getaspnow.com. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J &J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused, J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make the pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah. We all use technology to make our lives simpler, but you may be losing a human touch with your customers. If your business telephone system is antiquated or you're near the end of a contract with your internet and phone service provider, it's time to contact Line One about their hosted phone service. 
They can set up with the technology tools to create a more personal relationship with your customers utilizing their state-of-the-art cloud-based telephone system. Line One has user-friendly phones, web meetings, video conferencing, and can integrate your smartphones with your office phone system. Imagine your smartphone integrated with your business phone system. With the Line One app, your office will have the ability to transfer calls directly to your smartphone. And when you make a call from the app, it will display the call ID of your business, not your cell number. Your Line One system will be intimately configured for your business needs. Check us out at Line.One. Line.One. It's time to talk to the professionals. Learn more about the technology with a human touch. Go to Line.One and tell them Moon sent you. This This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Bernie, am I ready? That's a silly question. No, but I try anyway. Working hard anyway. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. Matthew James, Tax, Wealth, and Wealth Management Hotline. By the way, our prayers go out to the uh, Don Briggs' family. Don Briggs, who was uh, uh, head of Logo. That guy was a, I mean, he was a big leader of Logo and All and Gas. We was an All and Gas Association. Uh, he passed away and, uh, I knew Don, I got on Don some, I used to, <laughs> me and Don used to have some battles and it wasn't because of the Louisiana Association of Gas in the industry. It wasn't for, cause of Logan, all the gas association. It was because of the support from Mary Landrew back in the day. <laughs> so I had, I had run-ins with Don. I know that surprises a lot of you folks, but, uh, him and Bill Fence to make and the rest of them that all kept supporting Mary Landrew. But, Personally, uh, I always liked Don, and I always thought Don was a warrior, and I always thought Don was a winner. And uh, he's going to be very sorely mixed, missed. And uh, I know his son Gifford. Gifford's been on him many times. I think he served in the position for a while. He went on to bigger and better things. But uh, anyway, Don was a great guy. He was great for the industry, and uh, he worked his butt off. And so our prayers go out. Don no longer with us. He's dead, 82 years old. Uh, I always thought Don was a unique guy. He had a he had a unique story. He had a I don't know if people realize he had a head injury and he fell. And if you got around Don Briggs from that point on, Don was a changed guy. And uh his last few years were really talking to people about God. And it it was a, it it's it got a unique story. Ought to be a book written about him, I'm sure. Uh if they hadn't already written one about him. He's, he just got story after story after story. And Don was really a really good guy. And uh, he'll be sorely missed. And we pray for Gifford, the family members. And I know he lost his wife in a tragic accident uh, a year, year or two ago. And uh, that, that was a sad story in itself, the way he lost his bride. But a uh, little tragedy at the end. But he was a really good guy, a really good man, really solid guy. And I think the oil and gas industry is better what he tried to accomplish back in his day. And he fought for it, and he, he had passion for it. He had big time. He was the guy who came in. The last time I talked to Don on this radio program, Bernie was a few years after I had moved to Lafayette. I've been here almost nine years. Uh, Don came in here, and uh, I came in here. I was here 2014. We had the election of 2015 in Bellboy back then. And it was I think it was 2016. 
and 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 Bill Edwards was telling everybody, you coastal people, if y'all don't suit all companies, we will for you and all that going nuts. And I remember Don sat right here and he said he, he's gonna spend the rest of his time trying to beat him. And then Don had an accident and all that stuff. But uh Don told me that they had two billion these these financial people wanted to reinvest in all and gas here. And there were people that invest billions of dollars and they came here. And he said, not one, but two of them from New York, and they left, and they didn't invest. And they said they're not investing in a place where the governor, Bill Edwards, is going to actively pursue lawsuits against the oil and gas industry, and he's encouraging parishes, and some have gotten all this legacy and all these lawsuits. And Don said, I'll spend the rest of my time trying to beat this governor. He ran into health problems at the time. And uh, he knew what Bill was. He knew exactly what we were getting. And he was right. They tried to sue him. Now they're going to sue the chemical plant. And so I remember joining with him, and uh, I don't know if I ever had him on. I know his son Gifford had been on a bunch, but he was ready to be, take Bell down, and Bell should have been beaten except for stupidity of Republicans. Don't take that personal. If you voted for Bell Edwards, I just don't think you're that bright of a person. You know, you cannot think I'm bright, too. That's okay, but you're just not that bright to have voted for Bell Edwards. You know, Bell Edwards has hurt this state, and he backed us up 10, 20 years. I don't know how many years. He's going to make a lot of money on the green new stuff. That's why he got involved in that. It has nothing to do with saving the planet because you can't save the planet. By the way, that reminds me of social media. So I had my climate czar on. And I love every time I bring somebody on about the climate, the Facebook. No, is it Facebook? YouTube. YouTube, when I do the thing and I post it, they put a deal. You ought to go to, go to it right now. Go to my, uh, you can get, check out my podcast and please subscribe. And it's got, UN Climate Report, right under where it starts, because they want you to read the alternatives of what's being talked about. In other words, they want you to believe a lie. And so every time I put something like that, it's funny to watch. I mean, I'm a nothing to nobody, small-time guy. And yet, they can't have information going out without the other side. But it's funny. They can put their lies and propaganda out, and they don't want you to say anything. That's what the Biden administration is called, so. By the way, I do want to talk about, oh, you know the biggest news today, Bernie? Yeah, Barack Obama salute to women basketball. Team. Oh, oh, I just completed everything, Barack. I mean, a guy who hates the United States of America, hates us with a passion. She, they still live, oh, man, that's breaking. The, I couldn't believe I'm going through my read. I'm saying, Barack Obama, who cares about Barack Obama? God destroyed us, still trying to destroy us. Barack Obama. Boy, I tell you what, without see, I, my day wouldn't have been complete if I didn't see Barack Obama's praising LSU. Now, on the flip side, and I didn't talk about it yesterday. Everybody's talking about it. It's funny. LSU wins a national championship game, and it, it's what went off after the game or during the end of the game with Angel Reese that everybody's talking about. And social media is nutted up on. And LSU accomplished something they never accomplished ever in the history of basketball on the boys' or the girls' side. Congratulations, Kim Mulkey, LSU, the kids that came in and played. The fans were big. Uh, she, you know, she did something they thought she would do in three or four, five years, but she did it in two years. Everything went right for them. And it was a great, great run for them. And I, me not being a gigantic women's basketball, uh, uh, you know, I don't watch a lot of it except during the tournament. I watched LSU kind of all year. They kind of, that old draw of Kim Mulkey and, and, and change, and I've, I got a chance to watch them. And I saw them get better. I saw them struggle, but they never, you know, they, they I was, see, I, when I was at Northeast Louisiana University, 
I went there on a basketball scholarship in 79. Kim Mulkey, either she came in that year, year before, whatever. She was a player at Tech when they were having all them great teams. And I love why. I'd, I'd go watch Tech girls play because of Mulkey. She was draw then. And I remember how good she was and how competitive and fiery. She's still got all that. She's still the same person. She's doing it at a different level. And it should be congratulated. Now, what's funny, though, is uh, I, I, I kind of laugh at social media tripping out over Angel Reese is doing that with her hands and the face and the ring and all that stuff. I, you know, me personally, I'm old school. I never like that kind of stuff. Go play. Just go play. Be humble and go play. Okay? But this is a different time. Kids are different than they used to be. Used to when you hit a home run in baseball, major league, high school, college, and you flipped the bat and you styled and did all this dance, you were getting the ball up inside the head the next time. You're going to get a ball right up in the head of your next player was. It was a different time that we grew up. These kids, like, I, I, and as I watched the NCAA game, every shot celebrated. Oh, the three, and they waving and pumping chest and all that stuff with LeBron James came in. He's a great player. I'm not cutting. I'm just saying all this chest bumping and, and all this white, black, green, and yellow don't matter. This this thing with the, uh, this thing with this, Everything's about self. Everything's about look at me. Look what I just did. And let me make damn sure you didn't miss. I'm the one did that. That's the kind of society we live in now. That's the kind of sports society has been created. It's just, I'm just telling you what's been created over time. And these young kids, they do things different than Moon likes or dislikes. It doesn't matter what I like or dislike anymore. And social media is what really ruins everything. This social media thing is so out of control that it's not even funny. And then, on top of all this that I'm watching, Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden was at the game, and Dr. Jill Biden wants both teams to come to the White House. The losing team, too? I, ne- I never heard of this. The winning team goes to the White House a lot of times. You invite the winning team. Jill Biden says, uh, let Iowa come, too. And once again, Angel Reese, she called it a joke. What a joke. And it is a joke. Why don't we do this? We picked the 68 teams for the finals. We picked the 68 teams to go in the NCAA tournament, men and boy, and just don't play the game, and everybody wins. It's kind of going back to the T-ball days. You played T-ball. It wasn't who played how you played. It wasn't if you won or losses. Who got to bring the snacks? They could all go and, and get snacks, and we don't have to have a winner. Our loss, there's no reward for losing. They got beat. And here's, this is the mentality of the people that are in the White House since Barack Obama came in there because he's still running the show. And the Bidens are just as nuts. This, this woman's crazy. Let's invite the losing team, too. How about both, all the semifinal opponents because they were all there? They were all competing. So, and you know what? When they ask her, you know what she said? Well, they played so hard. Oh, 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 oh. Well, why y'all don't invite Donald Trump over for Easter dinner? He played hard. Why don't y'all invite Donald Trump and his staff over for Easter supper dinner? And y'all, he tried hard. He got a lot of votes. Why don't y'all invite Donald Trump in? I mean, <laughs> gee whiz. She says, I don't know. I know we all have champions coming to the White House. So we hope LSU will come. But, you know, I'm going to tell you, I think Iowa should come, too, because they played such a good game. <laughs> That's the mentality of the whole country now. That's nutted up to the highest level. That's crazy thought. That's who's in the White House. That's who's running the country. 
that's crazy thought because it's nuts. And it and they got so mad about uh, Angel Angel Reese's uh, deal. She's right on the money on this one. What a joke! What a joke in the White House. What a team played so hard. Well, yeah, I guess they did. How about Bernie? We got to take a break. How about the other night when San Diego State beat? Florida Atlantic on a last-second shot. The buzzer went off and the ball was in there and they lost. Why don't we invite them, too? Because they, they almost won the game. Oh, it's so hard. That's the kind of mentality we got. That's why we're nutting up. God have mercy. Thank you, Miss Reese, for calling it a joke. I wonder if they got Miss Reese to vote for the Democrat because that's where all this craziness is coming from. Absolutely crazy. Now we're celebrating who gets to the Final Four. Hell, why don't we celebrate the whole... Let's celebrate all 68 teams. Nobody wins. Everybody goes to the White House for, you know, for snack. Gee whiz. Take a break. Be right back. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could? Protect all or most of your retirement wealth from future tax rate increases. Achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years. Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. What's this moon graphon? You know, when I want to go saltwater fishing, I call Captain Norman at A-Spec Charters. Captain Norman at A-Spec Charters is going to put you on the fish. Whether it be speckled trout or redfish, call Captain Norman now. 337-884-0658. 337-884-0658. It's called aspeccharters.com. Call Captain Norman. I just gave you a cell number. He wants to take you fishing. He wants you to have a good time, and you catch fish with Captain Norman. A-Spec Charters, Captain Norman, 337-884-0658. And folks, you've been hearing me brag about my good friends at SiriusUSA.com, Sirius Power Generation. Folks, right now, we have Cummins generators in stock from 17 up to 50 kilowatts. We can install or sell them to do it yourselves right now. All you got to do is check us out at SiriusUSA.com, SiriusUSA.com. You want a generator? You want to be serviced? You want a service contract? You need one? SiriusUSA.com. Check out Peter Verdrine and the gang. They want to service you. They're ready to put you in a real good generator. Support local. Welcome back, Moon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is a Matthew James, Tax Wealth Manager. Let me go over something else. I know the, the incident uh, 
Angel Reese did and the ring finger and all that stuff. And like I said, I'm not into all that. I mean, I, whether they do it or not, I don't care. We live in a different time. They also uh, accused Caitlin Clark of doing it. By the way, the game that they claimed she did that in was the Louisville game, which I think, I think that was in the Elite Eight. That had nothing to do with the tournament. And I don't know why Reese got so upset that she did that, but she did, and that's the rest is history. But here's, here's the funny thing that nobody talks about, but I guarantee if somebody played college sports, somebody played college sports, I don't care if it was girls or boys. Okay, listen to me. I was fortunate enough to play a few years. Okay, I want you to understand it. I, I went to Northeast on a scholarship and blew my knee out before my junior year, after my junior year of high school, and blew it out again right after my sophomore year of high school. So there was not a lot of playing time for me. But what I did get for a couple years, I got to go to practice every day. Now, I got to tell y'all, when you anybody that's played college sports, and you could probably go to high school, but at least college sports, okay, you didn't go to practice every day. <laughs> you didn't say It's kind of like a family at home, Bernie, when you got kids. I had four siblings. You think we ever fought? You think we ever told anybody out in the real part? No. There was no film. There was no camera. I'm going to tell you what action is. If you want to go get a camera and have social media and nut up, go to film or practice. That's why the cheap shots are taken. That's why the cursing goes on. I'm, I'm just telling you from a guy who played it. You want to talk about all this stuff and in the face and all that stuff, go to practice. You ain't saying nothing. Just think about if you have to go, you practice way more than you play games. You play 35 games, if you forge 30, 35 games, some 28 to 34, whatever it is, okay? But you practice on an average of about three days to every game or four days to every game. And let me tell you something. You won't see the fist fighting. You won't see the head talking. You won't see the finger in the face pointing at people, pushing people, shoving, cheap elbows, trip. I, don't, I couldn't imagine football practice. I'm just telling you what happens. You, this is nothing. But we got social media. And social media plays it over and over again, and everybody comments on They're more worried about that than celebrating LSU's national championship game. I don't, like I told you, I'm an old school. I don't like none of that. I don't like any of that in the face and pointing at a ring and all that stuff. By the way, I got a ring, too. It's because it's, it's I'm married, Bernie, but I got a ring. Say, Bernie, look, I did that to you every day. You going to throw something at me? Okay, I didn't think so. But the problem is it's it's on the national stage. It was the biggest stage that the, the ladies' uh, basketball has ever gotten. They've arrived. Matter of fact, how's it going to change when transgenders are playing on the field? Is it going to be even better basketball than it is now? Just curious because if we don't stop the craziness of that, that's coming next. Can you imagine the transfer portal at LSU? I'm just using them as an example. <laughs> Starting at guard. Transfer from UConn, 6'6", Jackson. <laughs> starting starting at center uh, from, uh, let's say, from Purdue. The guy, Eddie, Erdy, whatever his name is. He's over there, and they both identify as women now. Hey, basketball just got better, right? I'm just telling y'all, these they got people listening to my program that played in college that knew exactly what I mean. Just changed. And these young people, they do things different than Moon and the rest of us did. And whether they're right or wrong, that's what they do. But I'm going to tell you, you know, and I saw that happening during the game. And I said, I wonder what the heck she's doing. And this was Reese at the time. 
But she was upset about something that Caitlin Clark did two games before that. No, she wasn't upset. No. Caitlin Clark. You know John Cena when he would do Oh, yeah. Thing? Yeah, I remember that. Okay. So I remember Kate, that. Caitlin Clark did it, like, multiple times mm-hmm. during the tournament. Okay. Uh, all she was just doing that. Yeah, she, yeah. Like, as in, you can't see me. Yeah, so she yeah. was taunting other players. Okay. So then this... Other well, I knew woman, that. I knew. I knew that she had done that. Yeah, right before they won, she do. Yeah, yeah, she did that. Yeah, and then pointing to her finger, mm-hmm. saying, "I'm gonna get a ring." So, I mean, I'm telling I don't know you, what know, the controversy is. I, I, I'll be honest with you. That's the point I'm trying to make. Is if you want controversy, go to practice. Yeah. You want people to get upset? Go to practice. Go to a football practice. Go to a basketball practice. They, I don't care what sport. Go to girls' basketball practice. So I'm not I'm not into any of that for Caitlin or Reese. I just think it's 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 going to the silly point that we're all talking about it. I'm not in a sports show, although I wish I was sometimes. Just it's you know, and take away from everything else. And then Jill Biden comes up with I mean, really intelligent. Let's bring the losers. Well, I, I don't that don't mean Iowa in the big picture losers because they're not. But in that game of the national championship game. They lost, and LSU won, period, in the conversation. But I'm telling you, this is the left's way of thinking. No losers. And it's kind of it's kind of funny. You got mostly a, I don't know, LSU might be all black. If they're not, they're mostly black. And you got Iowa, who's almost all white. Biden's, you know, Joe Biden, he was one of the biggest races that ever lived. One of the biggest races that ever lived. It just doesn't make any sense. But that's the T-ball mentality we've been teaching people for 30 years. That's everybody come. Nobody loses. They're trying to do that in the, in the real world. Everybody can be wealthy. Everybody can have something. Well, they can if they go earn it. So it's going to give Iowa. I'm telling you what, if... I never will tell Kim, give Kim Mulkey advice. She don't need any advice from me. I'm not going to the White House with Iowa. <laughs> I'm not going to the White House with Iowa. If they want to bring Iowa, let Iowa go to the White House. I would not do that to my kids so we can celebrate. What are they celebrating? <laughs> would they win? If LSU had lost, I'd say the same thing. Last night, UConn beat uh, Arizona, uh, I'm sorry, uh, San Diego State by 17 points. I think I, I didn't really look at the score. I, I just thought it was around 17. If anybody goes to the White House celebration, UConn should go. Well, San Diego State never been there before. They never been to the Final Four. They never. Celebrate that at San Diego State. They don't go to the White House with the champions. I don't even make any sense. But then again, it doesn't make sense why people voted for Joe Biden. I will never understand that, ever. Ever understand why we're allowing our country to be taken down by pure communists. I just will never. Anyway, Reese was right on the money on the second time. May have been money right on the money the first time. I think it's silly. LSU's the national champion. Celebrate it and let everything else go by the wayside. We'll take a break. Be right back. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, 
What we stand for, together with the LHSAA, are the 110,000 high school sports students in Louisiana. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players. We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. News Talk, 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. He wants a change of venue and a new judge. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News, former President Trump at Trump Tower in New York on social media this morning. Ahead of today's arrest and arraignment, will he be told the criminal charges against him? That's scheduled at 2.15 p.m. Eastern. The presiding judge ruled that the court proceedings will not be televised, only still photos will be permitted on this. And this, after the defense argued it will create a circus-like atmosphere at the arraignment, raise unique security concerns, and is inconsistent with President Trump's presumption of innocence. Now, law enforcement, including the NYPD, FBI, they're all working to make sure this process goes as smooth and safe as possible. The Secret Service will accompany Trump at all times, and that includes at processing, fingerprinting, and if that mugshot happens, he is not expected to be handcuffed. New York City Mayor Eric Adams asked for protesters to keep it peaceful, please. Fox's Laura Ingle. There's some Trump supporters outside the courthouse and a rally going on nearby. There's a threat for severe weather today, including tornadoes in parts of the Midwest and the South that goes into tomorrow, including areas hit by tornadoes just a few days ago. The United States has a new formal military ally. Finland is officially the 31st NATO member nation and the first to join since Russia's invasion of Ukraine last year. Finland shares an 800-mile border with Russia and along with Sweden applied for NATO membership last year. In a statement, President Biden says Russian President Vladimir Putin thought he could divide Europe and NATO, but was wrong, saying the alliance is more united than ever. The president is also calling on Turkey and Hungary to conclude their ratification processes for Sweden to enter NATO. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. A federal judge in Alaska says an oil drilling project there approved by the Biden administration last month can proceed while the lawsuits against the project move forward. America's listening to Fox News. The Dell Technologies semi-annual sale starts now with limited quantity deals on select performance PCs powered by 12th Gen Intel Core processors. Save on select Vostro laptops with built-in security features and select Latitude laptops with enhanced privacy, collaboration, and connectivity. Save on select essential accessories plus free shipping and special financing with Dell Business Credit. Call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. 
Spring is here, and it's time to add some life to your wardrobe with Untuck It. Untuck It shirts are designed to be worn untucked, so you look your best even at your most casual. From iconic button-downs starting at just $55 to wrinkle-resistant linen shirts, printed polos, and brushed cotton tees, there's something for everyone. But Untuck It isn't just about shirts. They also offer a wide range of pants and shorts to complete your look. Visit UntuckIt.com or stop by one of 80-plus stores to find the perfect fit for your spring war. Your news update brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding, welcome home. It's time to win cash. Get your KPL News apps ready because here's your chance to win up to $30,000. Just enter the following code into your KPL News app where it says win cash and make sure you listen for more codes throughout the day because the more codes you enter, the better your chances. Here is your next code. Your code for this hour is 114. That's 114. Win cash brought to you by Matthew James Financial. Want you to be a winner here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. What would you do? The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Moon Show. Great to have you with us as we rock and roll. Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Hotline. If you'd like to be part of the program, 844-766-6607 is the number if you want to be part of the program. One of my favorite guests, Mr. Phil Kirpin, joins us, President of American Commitment. Phil, how you doing, bud? I'm doing great. How are you? Man, I'm doing so bad. I'm always doing good when I got you on, Phil. You make me laugh. <laughs> I, must, <laughs> hey. I must raise, I must somehow brighten the mood. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> You make me laugh. You get me mad as hell. I mean, to go through all the bullshit with you. But that's okay, <laughs> Phil. I, I know you're going to be dealing with, uh, say, issues that mean something. Before we get to that, uh, just for people that, for the first time, have heard you on our program, uh, what is the American commitment? And uh, I know you're the president of it. Tell people what you actually do. Uh, we're a national free market advocacy group. We work really on all the fiscal, economic, and regulatory issues, but we try to pick the fights that are on the margin. We're a little bit more citizen engagement, education, knowledge, uh, involvement might make the difference and tip the outcome in a more free market direction. And uh, all our stuff is on our website at AmericanCommitment.org. Yeah, y'all do a great job, and I know uh, it feels been all over the national stage. I know Bongino, I think you've been with him, and some of you people have as well. Uh, all right, so pr- President Biden's first veto that fund managers put politics over investors. Uh, what, what is what is this all about? Yeah, we finally got the first veto of the Biden presidency about two weeks ago. Um, and 
this it, it's hard to explain without giving you the whole history of the issue because it's like a quadruple neg he like vetoed the overturn of a rule that overturned another rule and so your head will spin <laughs> if you try to start with the veto you got to kind of go back a few years so let me let me tell it the way that i think it makes sense yes, ma'am. And yes, you sir. can tell me if you if, if i'm making sense or not and look if you if, if, listen when you start talking if we cut you off don't worry about it we do the next time <laughs> <laughs> all right okay so basically about five six years ago the liberals decided to redefine the word fiduciary in the context of retirement funds. And they love redefining words. That's how they advance their agenda. And, but what the liberals started to say is, actually, the fiduciary duty of the guy who runs your retirement fund is not to minimize your financial risk and maximize your financial returns. His fiduciary duty is to pursue, quote, non-pecuniary goals, which is to say, solve global warming, promote LGBT, mm. social mm. justice, whatever left wing, mm. even if it means that you get less money in your retirement account, yep. even if it means he makes bad investment decisions. And, of course, if that's what the word fiduciary means, the word doesn't have any meaning. That's the opposite Correct. of what everyone's always understood it to mean. And so this movement started. It really undermined the idea of a fiduciary. And uh, President Trump told his Labor Department to prohibit that. And so the Labor Department under President Trump put out a rule that said, no, if you are running a retirement account, your fiduciary duty cannot include non-pecuniary factors. It's got to mean what the word always used to mean, which is acting in the financial interests of the workers and retirees that are in your plan, uh, you know, maximizing returns, maximizing income, um, you know, minimizing risk and so forth. Only financial, financial only. So that's what the Trump administration did. Biden came in, his labor department, reversed the Trump rule. They said anything goes, non-pecuniary factors are back in play. You want to make people poorer in retirement to pursue, you know, climate change or LGBT or whatever, go for it. Feel free. That's part of your fiduciary duty now. Uh, Congress uh, passed a bill to put the Trump rule back in. So to reverse the reversal, to overturn what Biden did and put the Trump rule back in, say no fiduciary means what it always used to mean. And they actually got a couple of Democrats. They were able to get this passed in the Senate. They got uh, John Tester from Montana and Joe Manchin from West Virginia. And because they used something called the Congressional Review Act, it was privileged and Schumer couldn't prevent it from being voted on. And it passed and it went to the president's desk. And for the very first time in his presidency, he issued a veto. And so I as I said, this is where it gets confusing because what he vetoed was a bill to reverse a rule to overturn another rule. But, you know, if you sort of wash all that out and cancel out the double, triple, quadruple negative, what his veto did is it allows the people managing retirement accounts to consider non-pecuniary factors, i.e. climate change, LGBTQ, whatever, instead of having an actual fiduciary obligation to their investors. And so uh, Biden gave a green light to the woke left to use, uh, you know, your retirement funds, depending on what kind of account you have, against your political interest, even if it means that you're poorer in retirement. Yeah, Yeah, you know, it's funny, you came on, I had our state treasurer on early in the program. He's running for governor, John Schroeder. And the first thing I did was thank him because he got he got the state's investment out of BlackRock. And because of everything you just said with the ESGs and the banking and all this craziness they're doing, not to mention, I think you even have uh, reports and you've even put out where a former BlackRock executive even talked about how you have less money if, <laughs> if you invest in what we're doing than you would have if you invested the way you need to invest. 
And 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 that's yeah, well, basically I mean, what you're saying. Yeah, here's the thing. You know, if you're investing for retirement, you probably want to have a strategy that's well diversified across sectors because, uh, you know, some years one sector is going to do better than another and so on. You want to have, you know, broad exposure. Uh, and, you know, last year the ESG funds got killed. They did horribly. Why? Because they boycott oil and gas. So if oil and gas has a good year compared to the rest of the market, then the ESG funds are a disaster. And so, you know, you don't want to have an investing style for your retirement that boycotts a major sector of the economy. That's crazy. You know, so, you know, the ESG funds have severely underperformed in the last couple of years because of their boycott of oil and gas. And so if somebody's, you know, if you're in a if you're in a pension fund and you don't get to choose what the investments are because somebody else is choosing them. They need to be acting in your financial interest, not pursuing a political agenda. And, and Biden's now given them the green light to pursue a political agenda. And so a number of states have taken action on the state level to protect people. And, you know, I don't know exactly what your treasurer is able to do or where your governor is on this or, you know, exactly where it plays out in your state. But, uh, you know, the bottom line is we have a president who said it's okay to use people's retirement money to play politics, even if it means they're poorer in retirement. And that, that should be uh, pretty offensive to people. Oh, no, no. I, I, our, well, our treasurer did the right thing. Our governor's a, a woke joke. He's a leftist that backed in because Republicans can't get to act together. So, but is the treasurer able to protect the state pension funds even if the governor doesn't want to? How does that work? Well, I, I, he, he, got a, he got the state pension out of BlackRock. He took everything yeah. out of BlackRock. He was able to do that. It's not just BlackRock, though. A lot of the fund managers are doing this stuff. So it's, uh, you know, it's a tricky thing. Now, the other thing but is... But no, he did say that people, other people are doing it, and he said it was tricky because some things yeah. he had the power to do and some things he didn't. So he he, he actually just said this this yeah. morning. He said, it's real tricky. I'm doing what I can do, but I can't touch everything that I would like to touch. So you're right about that. And well, our governor is just, it's, he's become so woke. It, it's not even fun. But he was a, a guy that backed in twice because, once again, Republicans can't get that act together in the state of Louisiana. Yeah, it's an un- unfortunate situation. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the other thing, though, the reason we really need to fix this uh, at a national level, get the Trump rule back in place, is, you know, even if you're in a state where, you know, state law might protect you, or let's say, let's say all your retirement funding is in a self-managed 401k, and you're picking your own funds, and you're very careful about it, and you're making sure that it's not uh, ESG funds, you might think, oh, this doesn't have anything to do with me. I've protected myself, except, you know, these big state pension funds and uh, big union pension funds that are squandering money on politics and these left-wing agenda, they're going to come with a handout for a federal bailout. You know, they always do. And we're going to end up paying for it more likely than not. And so, you know, we're going to get hammered, you know, not just could we potentially have less money in our own retirement accounts, but we're going to get hammered as taxpayers too, you know, to cover for the money that's not made because of these politicized pension funds in other places. I want you to uh, to back up a second, Phil. And I feel if I can, I want to keep it at 1030, so we'll take a break too. But I want you to explain the ESGs to people because this is they could go to their bank and say, oh, y'all – are y'all on this ESG plan? And the bank ought to be able to tell them that. But can you talk a little bit about exactly what this is so people can understand it? Yeah, I mean, this is, um, you know, it's a pretty broad movement now in investing in, in, uh, in, in Wall Street. And, you know, they give, uh, they give 
ESG scores to all of the companies. Uh, basically, it's a measure of how left-wing they are politically, but it's, uh, you know, it's like their climate impact and their diversity, equity, and inclusion and the social justice and kind of all, all of that stuff, and they sort of tally it up and score it. And then you've got... Um, these ESG funds that only invest in the companies that have high scores. And so they basically boycott oil and gas. They boycott any company that's not left-wing politically. And they've got, as a consequence of that, uh, much worse returns. They had some years uh, where they did a little bit better than the market, but in recent years they've done much worse than the market, uh, mostly because of the boycotting of oil and gas. Um, and so, you know, you might think, oh, I'm not going to invest in anything that has the it says ESG anywhere in the name, and that that's probably smart. That's probably a good decision. Uh, but the other aspect of this is a lot of the funds that are not supposed to be ESG funds, uh, they still vote for a lot of left-wing shareholder proposals than when they're on the proxy statement. And so they still vote to advance a lot of crazy left-wing stuff. And so we've got to, I think, um, get a stronger handle on kind of the, kind of the left-wing lurch of Wall Street in general and, and try to hold these guys accountable not to use our money to push a bunch of stuff yeah. that we don't agree with. And so, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that we can get some pressure now that Biden has given them the green light to waste people's money and you know, not get in legal trouble, which I find disgusting. I'm hoping we can get a little public pressure on some of these companies yeah. to get them to publicly promise that, no, actually, we're only going to invest in your financial interests. We're not going to consider this stuff, even though we're allowed to. And then, you know, if we could get some of them to commit to that, then we can kind of vote, vote with our money and and try to steer away yeah from I, I, I think i think if the american people do not vote with their money that's the problem phil kirpin a special guest folks uh president of american commitment let's take a break we'll come back a few more minutes with phil you're listening to the moon Graffon show 844-766-6607 matthew james tax and wealth management hotline we'll be right back That's Stein, and that's one of those great Louisiana companies. All you have to do is go to SteinHome.com, SteinHome.com, and check out their big sale I have going on now. They have the brochure on the website for you to go check out, but they got everything on the website. They got special financing for 12 months as well. So if you're looking for a big deal, you're one of those people that are looking for something in the garden area, lawnmowers or flowers or things of that nature, you need to go to SteinHome.com. Wow, they got all the big names waiting on you. Better brands right here at Stein. So check them out at SteinHome.com. They got a 2023 outdoor power equipment catalog, a new 16-page catalog available in all the stores now. SteinHome.com, SteinHome.com. Listen to me. Pick up your artist curbside. They got drive-through lumberyard. Stein is that great Louisiana company I've been bragging about for many, many years. And you can order online and go pick it up. Choose the better bucket. Our friends at Stein, SteinHome.com, SteinHome.com. Folks, my friends at Schumacher Homes are committed to making the custom home building process as enjoyable and hassle-free as possible. They recently took home Gold, the National Association of Home Builders, for best virtual sales experience from their website. Hey, that means it was easy. People liked it, and they loved what they got into. Provides homeowners with the opportunity to customize their dream home, all from the conference of their current home. How about that for service? Plus, it even features an online floor plan finder to help you find a perfect match for your needs. SchumacherHomes.com. SchumacherHomes.com. Go to the website. Website account area is free, and it's a great way to start exploring building your custom home. They're going to build it from start to finish. They're going to walk with you every step of the way. SchumacherHomes.com. 
SchumacherHomes.com. If you want a custom home and you want it built right and you want to be proud of it, you owe it to yourself to go to SchumacherHomes.com, SchumacherHomes.com. I promise you, when you go there, it's going to be an experience like no other. SchumacherHomes.com. Let them build that custom home for you. We've got the most... Welcome back, Moon Griffon Show, Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Hotline, 844-766-6607. I've been visiting with Mr. Phil Kirpin, friend of the program, president of American Commitment. You know, Phil, you, you explained all this ESG stuff, and I was uh, I was looking back, well, former BlackRock, uh, BlackRock executive, and you're right, it's not just them, and I want people to realize that. Terrence Keeley sourced on ESG. In 2022, he wrote, an investor who put 10000 the average global ESG fund in 2017 would have about 13500 today compared to 15250 would have earned if he invested in a broader market. Just that says everything in a, in, in a small package of what you've been talking about for people's retirement. What would you rather have? Less? Actually, you think if you took a poll, Phil, ask everybody, look, you can go this way. And you're going to have a lot less than if you go this way. Which way do you want to go? How many people would line up behind you and say, Phil, I want less money when I get older and less money to retire on to save the planet? Yeah, almost none. That's why, I mean, look, I mean, I think this is, the, it was very smart of Republicans to push this issue and uh, to actually get it on the president's desk. And I think it was very stupid of him to veto it because, you know, the Democrats are now the party uh, that want you to have less retirement income, less money for your retirement so that fund managers are allowed to pursue left-wing political objectives. I think that's crazy. I mean, how do you how do you defend that? It's very difficult. But, you know, this is a president and it's a Democratic Party that will do more or less whatever the environmental movement wants. Uh, the Greens are now like the, uh, you know, the kind of the, the money and grassroots Sort of, sort of center of power in the Democratic Party, and I think it's interesting. You know, this is this makes uh, you know they, twice now uh, we've had Congress send two bills to the president's desk at the same time. They sent this ESG bill at the same time they sent a DC crime bill. President signed the DC crime bill after saying he was against it, so he flip flopped on that one, but he vetoed the ESG bill. And then uh, just last week they sent two bills to the president's desk: one to end the COVID emergency, and uh, one to reverse the EPA Army Corps. Uh, clean water wetlands rule, waters of the United States rule. And what did he say? He said, I'm going to sign the one ending the COVID emergency, but I'm going to veto the one on waters of the United States. And mm -hmm. so... Uh, it seems the way you get this president to actually sign a bill is pair it with something that the Greens really hate because he'll veto that one and he'll sign the other one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, like, the, but he can't. If the Greens are against it, he's got to veto it. Yeah, it's unbelievable of, of something that I think is pure communism. I do. I, I think it's so far gone when you watch and read what these people do. And I was telling our audience before you went on, I, I, I had a guy I called my climate czar. He came on the program. But he, I do a podcast. Phil, you've been on it. You did a great job for me. Yep. And so we did a podcast dealing with the Green Deal and uh, Stephen Parr, my comments, so I call it. Stephen Parr did a great job. And every time I post something like that, right underneath it, they put what the UN climate, <laughs> what the United Nations says about climate change. So they, it's like they ain't kicking me off yet, but we're going to put this so people can read the real truth. And actually, they're reading the biggest. This is the biggest lie ever, more than mask. 
that's ever been put on the United States of America. I've never, and people are buying into it, and people are running out and getting involved because there's so much money being thrown everywhere, uh, Phil. Nobody believes in that craziness, but they're throwing so much money out there, and that's what scares me. Yeah, you know they did the uh, they did that ridiculously misnamed Inflation Reduction Act, and they said that the oh, green yeah. energy subsidies were going to be what did they say it was going to be four hundred billion dollars, and then you know now it's less than a year later they say no actually it's going to be one point two trillion. Yeah, the, whole, the whole thing <laughs> was the green new deal. Cost. Yep. It's already tripled in cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean they're just ripping us off left and right. And and by the way. It's a good thing that global warming is not what they claim it is, and it's not, you know, the end of the world and so forth, because none of the stuff they're doing would actually stop it anyway. No. So if it actually nothing. were the end of the world, it would, they, none of this would, would actually accomplish anything to stop it. By the way, I posted on my Facebook, I wish people would go check it out, Friends of Moon Graffon Show, and it gave the 50 lies. And all these stories about all this stuff that was going to happen, none of them happened. None of them got close. And there was a guy named, I think, Heller, who took their charts and, and, and spread the charts out to prove the lies. They've taken certain dates and started that to make it look like they're looking at I just wish in America, and I will give Trump credit, he was trying to stop this, you know. And uh, these guys are running with something that, that, that's a whole lie to the American people in the, whole, in the whole world. And by the way, it's coming from other countries who hate us. Yeah, I mean that's the other thing. <laughs> that's the other thing. It's so stupid about. It. So, all right. So now we're gonna uh, we're gonna impoverish Americans in their retirement to pursue yeah. crazy, stupid climate nonsense. And meanwhile, China builds a coal plant every week and laughs in our face. I mean, well, it's look, like so ridiculous. China's laughing because we go into the Green New Deal and we need all their products and services while they're building up their energy sector. Yeah, right. We, right. We, well, we're we're shutting ours down. Manu- they're building coal plants to manufacture the solar panels that we're gonna buy with our tax dollars. <laughs> Hey, we're laughing only because we we don't know what else to do, Phil. We don't know what else to do. All right, give out your website one more time real quick. AmericanCommitment.org. You've been great as usual. Thank you, sir. Have a good one. All right, we will. Be right back. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused. J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make the pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah. You know that Acadiana Security Plus is the best local choice for commercial security. But did you also know they are ranked nationally as a top 100 integrator? Acadiana Security Plus is your one-step technology partner, offering integrated intrusion and access control, state-of-the-art cameras with video verification, and mass notification. Their app gives you control from anywhere, so your business is always safe and secure. Call Acadiana Security Plus today at 839-1880. That's 839-1880, or visit getaspnow.com. 
Um, have you heard about stockapond.com? Are you looking to get in a private bass and brim fishing lease? Or maybe fish stocking for your private lake or pond? Then Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery has what you are looking for in business for over 30 years. Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery offers the best private fishing lease and fish for stocking lakes and ponds in Louisiana. You can visit that website at stockapond.com. That's stockapond.com. Don't forget it, stockapond.com. Oh, shucks, you've been hearing me brag about shucks. Been going there for many, many years. Shucks does a great job. If you like seafood, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. I'm telling you right now, there's shrimp, there's oysters, there's fish, all fresh every day right off the boat. So if you want something fresh and you want fresh seafood, you got to go to Shucks. Don't forget, if you're having a party, call Shucks, let them cater the event for you, or you can go pick it up. Shucks, they're waiting on you. If you want a great time and you want great food, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. Shucks. Oh, they good. No matter where you... This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. No play. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> all righty. Hi, y'all. Welcome back. Microphone Show. Great to have you with us today. 844-766-6607. I've invited uh, Associate Professor Political Science at LSU. LSU S. That's right. LSU Shreveport. He's been on there before. Professor Jeff Sato joins us. Jeff, how you doing, bud? Pretty good. How about yourself? Well, I'm doing super. Good to hear from you. Uh, you know, Jeff... I'm really concerned about the direction you've been, you've written many stories on this Medicaid expansion and you've written about the problems with Medicaid expansion. You've written about the monies and uh, you got another one that you're out today. Miss Medicaid mismanages one more way. JBA JBE is, has screwed Louisiana. And uh, I'm really concerned about what he did by we actually hook more people that have to have the federal government, have to have government to survive. And that's what Bell Edwards has done Seems like his goal should have been, Jeff, to see how many people we can get off government and get up people off of dependency. He did totally opposite. But you're right. It's in the hayride if people want to read it. Uh, talk a little bit about some of the problems that you're seeing with this. Yeah, well, um, to give the background on all this, uh, about three years ago when the pandemic uh, was, I guess, officially recognized, uh, one of the things that was, Congress did was it passed a law that essentially gave a bonus to states Medicaid. It's a shared uh, state federal government program. Each state pays a different percentage depending mm-hmm. upon certain factors. Uh, ours is, is uh, turns out one of the lowest around, at least this year, around 29%. Um, but the, the way it, it works is the federal government just basically gave a bonus of 6.2% on top of, in Louisiana's case, mm-hmm. uh, say 71%. So it was really more like 77.3% is what it turned out to be. Uh, it did it for all the states, and it put down certain conditions to get this extra money. The extra money because supposedly with the pandemic, and you have all, all these people out of work, and then they wouldn't be able to pay for health insurance, so put them on Medicaid. Uh, but among one of the catches was that anybody who qualified in this period 
would stay in the program, uh, no matter if, say, a month later, they would no longer qualify, such as they got a boost in income. So let's say they're unemployed, they got a job, uh, so their income goes up dramatically, and they don't, they ordinarily wouldn't qualify. Well, the law said you could not uh, kick these people out of Medicaid. And so the roles grew and grew and grew. And so now the estimate is something like um, 300,000 extra people on Medicaid in Louisiana uh, because of, of this law. And this is it's not uh, uncommon. It's, it's uh, presumed roughly 27, 28% higher Medicaid rolls across the country because of this particular law. Now, you know, the, the, the intention uh, may have been good and valid three years ago, but, you know, let's face it, a year later, we were undergoing a, a big economic recovery because, you know, a, a lot of governors, uh, of course, uh, ours was a little late to the party, uh, got wise to the fact that this is really all overblown and you didn't need to lock down your economies and all that. So, uh, you know, a year later, things were dramatically different. Uh, of course, what we didn't know at that time or didn't, or uh, it wasn't at that time evident, we kind of guessed this was going to happen, was uh, some of the policies made by uh, Democrats in Congress and the White House would eventually slow the economy back down. But, you know, nonetheless, um, you know, really about a year ago it was over, or, or I'm sorry, a year into it it was over uh, as far as that emergency situation where you had mass unemployment and mm-hmm. therefore uh, potentially people not uh, having access to uh, health care insurance. Um, but uh, it stayed on. The, 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 you had to actually declare the pandemic over before this law would cease to continue giving the 6.2% bonus, mm-hmm. uh, which, uh, again, is we're paying the taxpayers, the federal level. If you're a federal taxpayer, you're paying for this uh, extra money. Uh, and and uh, people not uh, ordinarily wouldn't qualify uh, getting this benefit. And so uh, the, what the also law said was when... It finally was declared over. Then there this be this what's called the unwinding process, where uh, Medicaid rolls in the states would begin to shed of the people that were non-qualifiers that came in as a result. And uh, the law set up uh, a, a timetable that states would have to use. It also set up certain criteria in terms of how you would go about um, doing this. So the goal being, of course, to try to keep the people that were that qualified uh, because, you know, and remember in, in the previous three years to now, there has been no renewal. Typically uh, in Medicaid, uh, at least once a year, there's a, uh, an attempt to determine whether someone is still eligible. That hasn't been going on for three years now. So you have to do it all in one fell swoop over the next uh, um, basically 13 months from now. And so, uh, states were given this timetable or given these uh, criteria so that they would keep the people, hopefully, that qualified and jettison those that, that wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but within those criteria, there's certain wiggle room. And so, for example, um, at, at one end, we have our neighbor to the north, Arkansas. They decided what they would do is uh, get people off the rolls as quickly as possible. Uh, and so, in fact, they're the only state that chose the earliest starting period, not only to begin the process of checking renewals, but also to finish it the earliest, uh, which would be the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Now, that's important because uh, as soon as this kicked in, which was the 1st of April, 
the 6.2% went down to 5%. And then uh, in the third quarter, it's going to go into 2.5%. And in the last quarter of the year, it goes to 1.5%. So this is because presumably throughout this period, states are shedding uh, non-qualifiers, and so they don't need as much of the bonus. Mm -hmm. But the law also allows you to uh, keep this going into the first five months of 2024, when in fact there will be no bonus at all being paid. And so Arkansas, they're, they're doing it the smart way. They're getting everybody off the rolls uh, before the bonus runs out, even if it's a reduced level. Try and get everybody off as quickly as possible. But now we're not. Uh, we're not even yeah. getting. We're not even close to doing that all the way up. <laughs> no. Yeah. Matter of no, matter, matter matter fact, fact, I saw. I wanted to just jump in for a second. I saw sure. where sure. the governor wants to spend one hundred ninety-five million dollars to find out as many people as he can to get them back on Medicaid. Well, uh, that's, uh, you know, the, the state is planning on spending $195 million in this process. Now, the, you know, the, again, the, the, the law kind of tells you what you can and, and can't do. But again, there are certain ways about doing this. And, and uh, Arkansas, again, is doing it in a, a better way than, than we are. Uh, essentially, you were given like four options. Like you could roll people off in terms of, population. So in other words, there are certain populations that are more likely to be non-qualifiers than others. So you, you go with those first, and then uh, the, the, the ones that are more likely to qualify, you go with those later. Uh, then there's um, time, which is the amount of time people have been on a program. Uh, so again, there's, there's you know data that shows that if you've been on a certain period, you're more likely to be a non-qualifier and so on. Uh, there's a hybrid approach where you take both of them. Or then there's a state-determined approach, which uh, about, I think, 19 states are doing, Louisiana included, which uh, uses some other methods to try to determine uh, renewals uh, in, in the order in which they're going to try and roll people off. And uh, that's the more, the more expensive and, and probably uh, the one that would be the most likely to um, – uh, it, 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 uh, it's kind of hard to tell, but it, it may end up retaining more non-qualifiers than not, yeah. than, than the other methods. So in other words, we're, so, not, we're not doing anything to reduce Medicaid people. We're not doing anything to reduce well, the cost to us either. Well, in terms of, the, of the, the states having to administer this and paying money to do it, uh, Louisiana chose the most expensive way, let's put it that way, of doing it. I believe um, that. The, the most, <laughs> and and, and maybe may the less, less effective. Hold you up, know, can I don't know. Let me hold you because I want to hold you over. I've got to take a break. Don't go nowhere. His name is Professor Jeff Sato. And, of course, he's out of a LSU S. And he's been with us many, many times talking about Medicare. I'm telling y'all, we're going to ask Jeff when we get back, what happens tomorrow if Federal government said, you know, we got to cut Medicaid 30%. What happens to the state? We'll ask that and some more questions when we get back. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show. Is your land working for you? The mission here at Magnolia Land Management is to make sure your land works for you. You own it, but we work it. Magnolia Land Management forms alliances with landowners to help them maximize the potential income that can be generated from their piece of land. Agriculture contracts, leasing and property contracts, timber harvesting programs. These are just a few of the types of services we provide families to help turn their dirt into revenue. So if you're thinking of selling your property, don't. First call Magnolia Land Management at 337-329-6742. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. 
Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could? Protect all mostly retirement wealth from future tax rate increases. Achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years. Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused. J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make the pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah. Hello, Kadiana. Hello, welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Hotline. By the way, we have Professor Jeffrey Sato. And of course, Jeff, you're talking about Medicaid and you just you you just broke down everything in it, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, but it's a quick question before you go on. What happened tomorrow? Now, we're looking at the federal government. They're talking about cutting budgets. Where are they going to cut? Where are they going to cut? Well... They can cut money going back to the states pretty easy. So we get a 30% cut in Medicaid, and Bell Edwards has jacked this thing up, put more people on government health care than he possibly can. He's going through the most expensive procedure now. He's spending almost $200 million to get more people, make sure these people don't get off. What if they cut 30% tomorrow? Where, where does that leave the state of Louisiana when it comes to budget? Well, it, it's a possibility, and it was something that was discussed when the decision was made to expand Medicaid in the state, the fact that expanded Medicaid, which is roughly now in terms of, of dollars spent, about 45% of all uh, non-disabled adult spending, uh, it, it, uh, that's a 90% match rate. And we talked about match rates uh, last segment. Well, it's 90% federal government, 90-10 for those that are in it, which you know, doesn't make a lot of sense because actually – the people that that are, are the real really need it, the 25 percent and below sure. adjusted gross income, mm-hmm. you know, they're only getting Louisiana is having to pay, you know, 29 percent of that, but only 10 percent for those who are actually better off. But anyway, that's it's all backwards. But um, the, the you know part of the discussion was well, inevitably that because of the costs involved and you know with, with the federal deficits and the like, that eventually they're going to blend the rates. That in other words, they're going to makes it for Louisiana, for example, instead of paying 10%, they just might send it up to the regular, what's called the FMAP rate that's paid around 29%. And that would be a huge cost increase. So already the state pays roughly $310 million a year in state dollars to support uh, that, uh, that 90-10 split. So 
so you would see that basically triple, be close to a billion dollars if, in fact, uh, that cost blending happens. So it is a, a real possibility, and it would blow a huge uh, hole uh, into the state's budget. And, you know, again, just thinking in terms of this, this unwinding that's going on right now, again, if, if roughly 45% of the, the dollars uh, for, uh, again, non-disabled adults and Medicaid are, are being spent, and, uh, you know, that means if we didn't have expansion in the state, uh, then we'd be saving almost half of what's being paid out um, extra uh, and needlessly. Uh, and, you know, it, it's, it's hard to estimate what that total is going to be. Uh, but, you know, think about it this way. If we're like Arkansas, again, we'd have everybody off that needs to be off by the end of the year, uh, by the end of all the bonuses. But Louisiana plans to hang over five months into 2024 when there's no bonus coming from the federal government. And so if you looked at the, the uh, non-disabled adult uh, typical uh, yearly payment, which is like $5,842, uh, and then you you say it's just like, let's say it's three hundred thousand people. Let's say a hundred thousand are left for next year. So let's do a weighted average fifty thousand throughout the five months. Uh, you do the math, compute the twenty nine percent that the, that's the state share of that, and uh, that's roughly thirty five million extra dollars that are being spent that didn't have to be. Yeah. Uh, if only we'd been more expeditious uh, in the process. And again, if you didn't have expansion in there, uh, it would be you know, 20 million maybe mm-hmm. uh, lost instead of 35 million. So you know, that's uh, something, you know, else to, to consider uh, in all of this. I mean, not only, again, uh, is there a huge expenditure going to try to uh, work through this process, uh, and again, one that may have been more expensive than necessary, but also because it's slower than, than it, sh- it could be, uh, we're also paying uh, essentially taxpayers, uh, you know, at the state level, uh, just 35, let's say, million dollars extra. But again, remember, you're a federal taxpayer, too. So, you know, you're picking up part of the federal oh, share yeah. as oh, well. Yeah. Hey, uh, Jeff, let's be blunt. When Obama Obama came in and became president, had no clue about health care, but that was a goal. These guys all come in presidency, governorship, like to the fish. They all know everything already, and, and really they don't. His goal is to get a single-payer system and basically, Medicaid will probably lead to that. Medicare, Medicaid, you got so many people now, what I call government health care. And uh, remember, uh, I don't know if it was uh, Bush Warren or one of them said Medicare for all, which means we'll have uh, a single-payer system, which is basically going to get down to ration care. Don't you think this is a part of that? Because you got so many people running the Medicaid, people like me that are paying an outrageous amount monthly are going, man, I'm, I'm not going to be able to survive if I keep paying this. And then the cost just keeps going up and up and up. When Obamacare prime, oh, it's going to go down and down for people. And down. We're the federal government picking up the bill. We're running up massive debt. Sooner or later, they're going to come up with a solution. We just need a single-payer system. Everybody on the same system, which has become ration care at that point. That's what's happened in all these other countries. Yeah, well, certainly it was part of a of strategy. Uh, because that was the goal back when Obama came into office, but politically it wasn't possible. So that's why we call it this hybrid uh, system where, you know, one prong is to uh, basically if you're 100 um, uh, percent federal poverty limit, uh, then, uh, you know, you can go on Medicaid expansion. Of course, the Supreme Court threw a wrench in that when it said that uh, it was voluntary, essentially. And so uh, 11 states uh, still uh, don't do that, uh, Texas and Florida being 
the I guess the largest, uh, most prominent of the bunch. Uh, and then, um, and then um, you uh, uh, another prong of the strategy was uh, the subsidies. Uh, which, you know, if you're 100% or technically 138% and up all the way to, in some instances, 400, mm-hmm. um, then, um, I, I, you know, th- that was another way of, of sucking in uh, people into the system. And so, uh, you know, it, it was, ne- was kind of needlessly complicated because that's the best they could do in you know, this hybrid private uh, public. Uh, but, you know, I think it all is all part of a strategy uh, to... Uh, to, to eventually head in that particular direction. Well, what it does is it's, it's, it's becoming mega expensive. People on Medicare, for the most part, like their Medicare. Uh, that's older people. But once you make everybody Medicare, what they're going to end up doing is saying, well, you know what, you owe, we, we don't have enough money to take care of you. Let's, we're going to take care of the younger side. And that's what happens next. If you go look at the whole world, uh, you know, they basically look at old people and say, hey, take a pill. Barack Obama said that when he was passing. Well, you know, if you get older, we'll just give you a little morphine. I mean, the president, he said that. The man said that. So I just yep. think in the big yep. picture, this was a way to screw the, screw it up. People like Bell Edwards, by the way, who's out there talking about these other states, they closing hospitals. What did we do when we raised taxes Back when Edwards first got in, they had signs almost where I'm at, right across the street, kind of the corner, Joe. Uh, David Calico and them were running things, help save our hospital. If we didn't raise taxes and keep increasing the amount of money that we uh, got to take from people. And that all ends bad for us if we continue to go in this direction. Medicaid, I think, is a big part of it. And by the way, I don't hear anybody bragging about how great Medicaid is. It may be to some yeah, people, no. but I don't hear nobody bragging about it. No, it's it's usually the lowest common denominator uh, kind of care, uh, and you know there there are other costs that that uh, aren't aren't discussed. So, for example, um, uh, when when Senator Bill Cassidy talked about it in terms of it's the illusion of health care, uh, well, one of the statistics that was uh, noted uh, when expansion occurred was suddenly it became a whole lot more difficult to get uh, an appointment if you're on Medicaid. Something like, uh, if I recall the numbers correctly, uh, it went from like 2% that had to wait more than six weeks to 28%. And that's because obviously all of a sudden, you know, you, you have providers that's the same number. In fact, um, you know, evidence is that there's, uh, at least in, in per capita terms, they're slowly dec- decreasing because of the low rates that are, are paid there. And, of course, if you wanted to change that, then you'd have to uh, end up spending more, taxing more. Uh, you know, and, you know, you have all these people now suddenly uh, hitting the system and, uh, you know, no new providers, basically. So, yeah, of course, you're going to wait a lot longer to, to get oh, care, yeah. and that, that could have consequences down the road, bad consequences for your health. Yeah, boy, that's, that's where we are today, and we're getting ready to head that way in a big way. His name is uh, Professor Jack uh, Jeff Sato. By the way, you can check out his article uh, at the Hayride. Hey, Jeff, we'll do it again soon. God bless. Thank you always. Sure. All Thanks. Right, we'll do it again. Thank you, brother. Anyway, that's uh, that's pretty much the Medicaid upright. And he's right. Edwards has really messed this up. I don't care how much the media writes about it, how great it is. Uh, he's he's making it to where we're not going to be able to afford it one day. And then our budget's going to go to hell in a handbasket and say, you know, when I was there, it was all good. Yeah. Like I said, Bell Edwards hits his knees at night. Uh, I don't know about praying to God, but he's praying to the federal government. They'll keep giving us money. I'm sure he's praying for a hurricane.
And, uh, you know, that's hurricanes, economic development in this state, if y'all didn't know that. Let's take a break. We got to get out of here. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show.